This is What The Flux. I'm Brett. And I'm Justin. And it's Monday the 17th of May. Justin, in Australia, ads for new jobs rocketed almost 12% in April, according to Seek. Now, if you compare that to 2019, that's over 30% of improvement. That's big. Now, even Seek itself says the results are unexpectedly positive. (laughs) Brett, Forbes has announced their annual highest paid athlete list. Mm. And on top of the throne is none other than the man, the myth, the notorious Conor (laughs) McGregor. Now, uh-huh. the UFC fighter earned 180 million US dollars in the last year. Mm-hmm. But interestingly, the cash was mainly from the sale of his whiskey brand. Ah, very interesting, Justin. Mm-hmm. And we have three really fascinating stories today. Let's do it. For our first, Telstra has been whacked with the second biggest fine in the history of Australian Ooh. consumer law for selling mobile phone plans to Indigenous Australians that left them with major debts. This is crazy and very disappointing stuff. So what is the story here? So here's what happened, Justin. Telstra Telstra sold postpaid mobile plans to 108 Indigenous consumers, Mm -hmm. despite knowing these consumers did not understand the details of the plans and couldn't afford them. Since then, Telstra has apologised and compensated the affected customers. But in this case, the judge went all out on Telstra, saying Telstra staff cajoled vulnerable people into very large debts. And now, Brett, Telstra has been fined $50 million for systemic targeting of vulnerable customers. Essentially, the judge reckons that Telstra's bonuses system was conducive to improper sales practices by its staff. So what's the key learning here? Businesses use financial incentives and perks to motivate and encourage staff to achieve certain milestones. But when these incentives are based on purely financial milestones, it can misalign staff and really hurt consumers. In this situation, Telstra actually incentivized salespeople to sell postpaid services rather than prepaid services. And Brett, here's where it gets a bit juicy. Mm. Telstra was actually aware that its license paid financial rewards to sales staff like this. And that this system had the potential to encourage improper sales practices. While this is obviously awful for the consumers involved, it really, really hoits Telstra's <laughs> brand image. So hopefully this sets a strong precedent for what's acceptable mm-hmm. and not acceptable when it comes to big business and misaligned incentives for staff in Australia. For our second story, big Aussie winemaker Treasury Wine Estates is pivoting from China to the US market mm. and it's going to start prioritising its Penfolds brand to get on with life without China's <laughs> massive market. Very interesting move. Wonder if it'll actually work. Mm-hmm. What's happening here? We all know about the trade tensions and the subsequent tariffs between China and Australia. We're talking 200% tariffs placed on Aussie goods by the Chinese government. So this has forced Treasury to refresh its goals as a company. New regions, new me. <laughs> in fact, Treasury has a new vision and this new vision does not include its once profit puppy, China. Treasury's revealed its plan to grow over the next five years and it turns out it's all about the gun-toting, alcohol-drinking, <laughs> football-loving US and not China. Uh, so what is the key learning here? Premiumization is when a company attempts to make a brand or product appeal to consumers by emphasizing its superior quality and its exclusivity. Treasury Wine have nailed the premiumization of Penfold's brand and now they're looking to premiumize more of their business. And why are they so keen for this premiumization? Well, B-Man, it's pretty simple. It's because it achieves higher margins for the company. So that means more high-end labels and less $10 and under wine bottles you can find in the clearance (laughs) bin. And ultimately, the company is hoping that the losses in revenue from China will be made up by high-margin growth Mm. in the US. 
for our third and final story. SoftBank, the company behind monstrous investments in Uber, WeWork, and Alibaba, saw their profit hit a national record for a Japanese company. (laughs) Huge news for the good people of Japan, Mm -hmm. Justin. Tell me more. SoftBank is a Japanese tech and telecommunications investment behemoth. And this time last year, Justin, SoftBank announced a record loss. We're talking $23 billion loss for its huge investment fund named The Vision Fund. They lost the entire value of Coles in one year. How about that? (laughs) And that was around the time its chunky investments in Uber and WeWork fell off a cliff. But for the most recent year, Justin, it's a totally different story. Yep. SoftBank achieved a record $59 billion profit for its 2020 fiscal year. And it's more than double the previous record set by Toyota. Now the reason? Mm -hmm. Mm, Yep. Several of SoftBank's biggest investments had high profile IPOs lately. And as the valuations of these companies climbed, so did SoftBank's investment gains. So what is the key learning here? SoftBank SoftBank is adopting a pretty unique perspective as an investment company. In investment circles, SoftBank is kind of a bit of a weirdo. (laughs) Yeah, how come? Well, it's become known for ridiculously big bets on so few companies. And SoftBank's seen the best of it all and the worst of it all over the journey. These days, though, the company wants to create an ecosystem where it can have multiple companies going for IPOs around the same time. For instance... 14 of SoftBank's Vision Fund companies had an IPO or another exit during the last 12 months. That number is up from eight exits the year before. So Brett, you could say that SoftBank is transforming itself into an IPO factory (laughs) right before our eyes. The question is, when can we expect the factory to encounter a major malfunction? FluxFam, if anyone's still listening to the pod at this late stage, we would love to suggest checking out our Instagram at flux.finance. We've got all the latest business news and personal finance tips as well. In a pretty pretty way I reckon Mm -hmm. I repeat at flux.finance check it out thanks for listening and we'll see you tomorrow